I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! To Vampire's Piss, the number one vampire podcast about Nicolas Cage's classic movie, Vampire's Kiss, 1987? 88. 88. I was very close. I'll get it one day. Very. And I'm with my lovely co-host. Did I say who I am? I'm Matt, by the way. And this is... I'm Cassidy, and I'm joined with two other people in my in my bedroom. Would you guys like to wow, introduce wow, yourselves? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Jordan. And I'm Stina. Uh, and we've all just watched the movie. Yes. It was incredible. So I've I've taken a few notes on this. However, this is the seventh time I've watched this and the seventh mm-hmm. time that I've talked at length about it. So I feel like I'm a little bit more interested in hearing what our guests thought about it. So have you guys watched this before? Is this are you come in fresh, come in raw? Uh, this is fully fresh for me. Uh-huh. Like to the point of like I have never seen a trailer for this movie. <laughs> I have only seen the single image of Nicolas Cage looking absolutely insane. Oh, uh, the like you don't say meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, that was all I knew about this movie going into it. Really, so. you didn't know the ABC rant? No. Oh no, I knew literally about no. About the like. I never misspelled anything, that little movement. Oh, that yeah. Uh-huh. Not once. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, so what did you guys think? What did you? What were your thoughts on the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you go first. Um, I don't, it was such a behavioral movie. He did so many little skittering things. Mm-hmm. That I was like, it, it felt very Kafka-esque. If I do say <laughs> oh <my laughs> He skitters so much, like goes into garbage. Yeah, the part where he turns into yeah. a giant bug. Mhm. That was crazy. That, that was, was crazy. That was extremely Kafka. Also, like, I felt like I noticed when we were first in his office, the little portrait behind him. I I thought it was Kafka at first because <laughs> it looks just like him, but maybe, perhaps, it could be. I would have watched number two <laughs> again. I yeah, I thought it was his dad or maybe H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. Oh, maybe his dad is like H.P. Lovecraft. Wayfish guy. It was a portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that his dad is H.P. Lovecraft. That would explain a lot. I think it would make a lot of yeah. sense and like why he has such an inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. Mm. We like speculate extreme, a lot about his childhood. Beta male behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's your favorite movie now, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. on my, my top four on Letterboxd now. Okay. Um, awesome. <laughs> can't rave enough over it. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it was a wild watch. It really was. Uh-huh. I just kept not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. And like, after like the first, I don't know, quarter of the movie, I was... I thought the shit would hit the fan sooner than it did. Yeah. Like, we were, like, it was really reeling us into it. It's kind of a slow burn. It is a little bit of a slow burn, but not in a bad way. It was, Mm -hmm. like, enjoyable. 
Um, but man, his life is just so un <laughs> unbearable. It's just the worst. Before or after he becomes a vampire? No, both. <laughs> <laughs> All around. Yeah, he's a he's a very American psychotype. Like, yeah, yeah. He he's like a low rent version of those guys because he, yeah. like, he's not like as rich as them, but right. he's still like wants to be like them it's yeah. so funny when it pans out and it's just a studio apartment yeah <laughs> i'm like you're no patrick bateman of mine no <laughs> no not at all i like we highly speculate that he was like college roommates with patrick in like mm-hmm. college though i feel like they're both like very similar loser type guys yeah it's just that patrick's dad is like more rich than peter's dad because i think they both like def got their jobs out of nepotism for sure yeah yeah for sure because it's it it makes it sound like he's new to the oh who do we lose? I think we li- lost you. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. No. There's a I I really hope this is not a Wi-Fi situation. It's a Wi-Fi. I do. Uh-oh. Okay. What is the purpose uh, well, of us all like having multiple Oh, are you guys individually recording on like your phones or No, what we're recording on this one, but the we I couldn't get audio to go through a bunch of headphones. Oh, so. I see. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping the Wi-Fi doesn't crash and cut off our call. Yeah. If it does, I have a contingency plan. It's use data. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Cool. Yeah. You guys can just pretend um, that you're hearing me and they're just like, I'll just be talking to myself. and like, that yeah. <laughs> We'll just laugh a lot because we know you're really funny. Oh, and... thank you so much. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've got a really, really uh, pro operation going here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Sitting on bar stools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in a comfy chair. <laughs> um jordan you said you took some notes what were what were those notes yeah. um i don't really know if i want to share some of them oh. no no oh, what is that supposed to be no they're just so insane um so the first thing i wrote milliseconds into this movie uh-huh. when i screamed it out loud and it was just fully wrong was i wrote in all capitals british Oh, because I thought he was British at the start of the movie. Well, he has a really hardly... strange accent. Yeah, he has a really yeah. strange. You can accent. like hardly be blamed for yeah. thinking that because I also thought he was like taking a shot at a British accent, but never committing. Oh, I thought yeah. he was attempting like mid-Atlantic accent, since that's a slightly yeah. British American accent. You but... might have not been in the room, but at the end of the movie, he reveals that he's from Philadelphia. Yeah, he is Philadelphia. Yeah. But he's been but in New York for 10 years. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is a reference only you will get, because I think only you listen to, oh, these are stars of space. Mm-hmm. But he talks like Liberty Balboa. Oh. Which, okay, that makes sense. That's Branson Reese doing, like, a like a caricature of Philadelphia. Okay. But, like, it kind of sounds like it. That is true. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I... I was like, yeah, Nicolas Cage. And then I was like, who is this man speaking? Yeah, it's inscrutable. <laughs> and then he committed the entire movie. Yeah. I like have expected him to drop the accent like halfway through the movie. Yeah. I thought that would have been funnier. If he got bit by the like vampire and then he like Started talking had a Jersey Dracula. accent or something. Oh. Like, <laughs> I don't know, just something mm-hmm. insane. He just had a Transylvanian like, accent. Like he slowly gets yeah, into uh-huh. it. I mean, that would that also be a big choice I would enjoy. Yeah, it'd be something. it'd be nice to change it up for me a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm. I love the way he speaks. I think there's like so many like weird little ticks he adds to the character that adds yeah. like such 
depth this performance that I think if it wasn't there, watching this 52 times would be pretty unbearable. But like, I'm still mm. very entertained by this after seven. It's times. a character study. It's a. It really is. It's just it's amazing, and it predates American Psycho. But it's just asking the bold question of like, what if Patrick Bateman was like a total and complete idiot, like not even like couldn't even like get away with any, just like a total moron the whole time, evidently. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a real hoot. The performance is like you could, we could pick apart the performance forever, and, and we maybe we can do it for fifty two episodes. Yeah. We're we'll gonna see. try. We're gonna do our damnedest. <laughs> I'd like to think, like, by the time we get into the forties, maybe like we acquire enough fame that Nicolas Cage would come on and explain himself. You know? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> I mean, he. Yeah, I think he briefly mentioned like German expressionism in an interview, but that, yeah. that's not nearly enough. I need to know why he said "fucking Tuesday" like that. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like that he says that this was, like, a really big role in his career, particularly in, like, mm -hmm. him putting his stamp, like, on the world, being, like, I'm, like, an individual, like, artist, like, what I'm doing with this acting, like, is a little unconventional, like, and I'm really fucking going for it, and I think it pays off really well mm -hmm. in this, as stupid as it is. Yeah. I mean, his acting is stupid in this, but that's what makes it yeah. memorable. Yeah. I don't know what else, it's like... Big. Yeah, if he, like, did it super serious, like, mm -hmm. I don't think people would care about this movie. No, yeah. definitely not. And it's a it's yeah. a strange movie, because although it's a horror comedy, he's really the only one, like, really going for it. Everyone's playing it super straight otherwise. Like, Alva's, like, of... not funny whatsoever. No. No. Um, but I think it kind of elevates everyone, because it makes him seem so much more insane, and everyone yeah. else, like, their performances are, like, a bit more affecting, because it's, like, they're being affected by this maniac yeah. who is just, like, running around ruining all their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's Except like, for Dr. Glazer. She's just getting it. He's really, like, yeah, a singular. Yeah, she, she's the only one who kind of matches the energy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's been dealing with Peter's shit for quite a bit, we can assume, I think. Mm-hmm. Despite her occupation being total bogus, as he established <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, the, the psychiatry wizardry that he thinks she does. Yeah. Um, were there any more notes of of uh of import for you? Um, I mean, there's just like certain scenes that like shocked me, and mm -hmm. made me clutch my pearls, so to speak. <laughs> that i felt were of note that um should probably be brought up yeah i don't know if we should go like chronologically through the movie or not do what you want dude um well let's just get right to it um so and i'll read it like word for word for what i wrote okay um this is about the roach scene mm. oh nice. <laughs> nice um i wrote eating that roach i think he has something going on there <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean by that can you can you elaborate yeah sure um He's living in a shitty studio apartment. Uh -huh. Doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah. That's free protein. Now, come it's on true. now. I think it's he true. was doing what we were too afraid to do. Mm -hmm. So, it we was should... a big roach, it was... too. Yeah. yeah. It was... It's not like he was, you know, eating little, 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 little ants, you know, with yeah. a straw. He was... It was, he was a real New York real... roach, for sure. It was yeah. a real New York roach. That was his roommate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pay rent, but no. Uh, 
in yeah, his that, That's why he ate him, yeah. He was the landlord. <laughs> and he actually ate that roach in real life. Like, that was... Yeah, mm-hmm. Cassidy did say that. Yeah. And I did scream yeah. out loud. <laughs> very loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene did shake me to my core. Yeah, it was... It was it was visceral. You he was literally on an episode of Fear Factor, <laughs> but willingly. It was yeah. like, no, you don't have to eat the roach. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna eat the roach. Mm-hmm. You yeah. guys are crazy. Yeah. Tell me to eat this roach. Oh my god, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. That's true. And then and then he ate the roach. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it was that was a big choice on his part. Uh, any other any other notes? Um, there was a lot of um, retching in this movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wrote, Nick is a wretched beast in this film, and I mean that <laughs> in the most literal sense possible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of gagging, a lot of almost throwing up, but he right. never threw up. He yeah. didn't commit enough. He committed wow. to eating a roach, but he didn't commit to throwing up. It's shameful, really. It was shameful. <laughs> Not a real method actor, I would say. <laughs> no, but, oh, and, and one of my favorite scenes was when he was talking to the other vampire lady in the club and she's like chastising and humiliating him (laughs) which is funny in itself yeah um and then he's like screaming at her and he's like but i love you and then he like the worst like wretch in the entire movie (laughs) and then heals over like onto the floor that's the one i put in the theme song Mm. yeah yeah that one's really good Mm mm-hmm would you, uh, I would. Would you say that's your standout moment of the movie? Because we like highlight a moment every t- every watch, like one that stood out to us. Would you say that was uh, your standout? Yeah, I guess so. That or the the spelling scene because I hadn't heard the mm. spelling scene before. Yeah, insane. Uh, Stina, do you have a standout moment? Mm, I'm trying to think. I'll get back to you on it. All right, cool. Very standout full movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. it's hard to choose. A lot of highlights. There are. What was yours, Matt? Um, I mean, we're treading water a little bit, as we often do on this podcast, but um, mm-hmm. the scene where he first put gets the vampire teeth, like, I think is just oh, still yeah. very solid. God. Like, the sting yeah. that happens when he puts them in and he just, like, has that euphoric, like, climaxing look on his face, and then he just mm-hmm. starts crawling around after the pigeons, like, I think it's fantastic. It's very cinema, for real. Yeah. Um, mine, I guess, mine is going to have to be, uh, noticing all the things you pointed out in earlier episodes that I didn't notice because we, I, I hadn't been watching with subtitles. Mm. Um, and it was like when the taxi driver calls him a fucking mime. Yeah. Like, I never heard that. Yeah. You, you told me about it and I was like, really? I can't remember, I can't remember him saying that. And that like blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, he does call him a mime. Why does he say that? And I and feel like the, oh, wait, go ahead. I feel like that calls into question whether or not the domestic abuse mimes are actually just a figment of his imagination, then too, as things often yeah. are in this movie. Yeah, and then the other one was uh, the chess piece where they're like Rachel or not Rachel, Jackie and yeah. Peter are like making out, and then they like move some chess pieces and they like mumble to each other. Yeah. And at first, I'd never really caught what they were saying, but then the subtitles popped up. It's like, care for a Jake game of chess? And I was like, wait, what? And then I saw them move the chess pieces. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I think, yeah. doesn't he say checkmate too? Like, oh, uh, something like yeah. that. Matt, you're like way more tuned into this movie than I am. Because I... I didn't notice that until this watch. I have eyes like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
There's a yeah. lot to I I don't think it's a movie to be taken lightly, if I'm being honest. Like it's all fun and mm. games, but like this is this is a serious watch for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was also a little bit of an interesting watch because we were having a bit of Wi Fi troubles at first and mm-hmm. like the streaming site we were on like kept crashing and then like wouldn't work so then i like brought my hard drive in there yeah and watched the movie off my hard drive because i have a copy of it yeah that you purchased Um, legally yes i purchased with money it was a lot of money because it's a valuable piece of art yeah Yeah. i (laughs) sent it directly to him we got the tapes originally from him directly yeah and let me tell you those those tapes are weird because it's uh, I think they're edited for TV because mm-hmm. the aspect ra- ratio changed to like a square, like first cow. Really? Um, yeah. Like three to four. Yeah. yeah. And then that made the frame like uh, not as long, but it did make it taller because oh. I started noticing that like you could see more of people's legs, like the domestic abuse mimes, you know, I think for the most part you see them from like the waist up mm-hmm. when you see them the first two times. I saw their whole ass legs and feet and they were like dancing around like, damn, the the spitting mime's got like a pair of legs on her. She's like she like cut up. It was crazy. Damn. Yeah, feet full movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to pay extra for a lot that. more feet this time. Yeah. Um, and the the shots just seemed wider at points too. Like the shot with Doctor Glazer when he's like calling her, it like zooms in, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. She's so far away. Come here, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a very strange uh, viewing for me because I was viewing the movie literally different than it. I usually see it every time. Yeah, I, was I can I can send that over to you if you want to take a gander at it. Oh yeah, sure. I'll compare notes because I feel like I've always been able to see the legs if I'm being perfectly honest. So I think perhaps oh, even I... watching some some wonky copies. I don't know if they were actually legally purchased. Now that yeah, you're talking I mean... about it like this, <laughs> it's it's also totally possible I'm Mandela affecting myself and just like they've been there the whole time and I've just not been noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's think totally there, possible. I think there are many multiverses specifically only involved in like the choices made in Vampire's Kiss, so I think that's entirely possible. I mean, yeah, we've talked at length of the Vampire's Kiss multiverse yes. and how Peter Lowe dies in 9 <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Yeah. If If he was on that plane, <laughs> it would have gone down differently. Mm. He would have crashed it himself. <laughs> Him and Mark Wahlberg would have saved everyone. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I also wrote a note here. Does does um in your in your watch today, did Emilio say uh when he like showed the when he was like telling Alva why she has the gun mm-hmm. but no bullets, he's like, It'll scare the piss out of anyone who like comes like within spitting distance of you. Yeah. Does he say that, or does he say shit? Because in the in the version we were watching, he said shit, and I couldn't remember. I think it's scared the shit out of anyone who will come into spitting distance of you. I'm pretty. Maybe sure it's just because it. of the title of our show. You're I just, very piss pill. I really, yeah. I really thought he said piss. Yeah, I think you hear, you're just like starting to hear what you want to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, another multiverse situation. Maybe this is what's going to happen to me when I watch this movie enough times. It's going to be a different movie uh, by the end of it. That's pretty like, exciting. totally different. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. We just learned that we both have dementia. You know, like slowly. <laughs> <laughs> this is just fast tracking it. Yeah, yeah. it's just making <laughs> it worse. It would. 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to do a couple watches. Like one where like the, the entire movie is just mirrored, so like it's reversed. The oh. one where you watch it backwards. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna mess with it. Yeah. For sure. The dark one side. One at half of the speed. Watch. One at two times speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna play around with. It. I want to do a VR one at some mm. point god. Oh my god i have a vr headset in here somewhere and i'm gonna try and get it to work and watch it in vr <laughs> you're gonna get so scared when he puts in that teeth and yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna yelp, I'm gonna yelp <laughs> out loud i think that's the watch that you have to try masculine right before you hit play on oh the movie. god uh, the most i'll do is i'll take a i'll take a hit from me little one hitter over there mm-hmm. that's not enough it's enough for me. You need I'll start hallucinating immediately. You need to be putting yourself in danger for the art of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be putting myself in mental danger. I need to do mental terrorism on myself. Extremely. Just like Peter Lowe. Yeah. We, you need to understand him. Like What drives a man mm. to think he's a vampire when he's very much not? True. I don't want to understand this guy. I'm not <laughs> like Dr. Glazer. I don't want to study him. Mm. Did you guys get the impression she wanted to study him? I think she just wanted that check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fair. She was just so she like took special interest in the whole bat story. I'm, well, I I did too, girl. I mean, I guess I would, <laughs> but I guess I guess I would. I don't know. I'd be like, if you started saying that shit to me, I'd be like, uh, okay. You know what? Our time is up. Bye. You're saying so, like, if you were a therapist and your your uh, patient was like, yeah, I don't have bat food in my house, and I just really wanted to fuck it, you'd be like. <laughs> All right. Um. So, anyways, uh, how was your Friday? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I'm not a therapist. I wouldn't I be able so. to handle that tactfully. Yeah. I'd be like, put that baby in a DSM six. That's insane. I'd be like, let's hear more about that little bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is this bat in the room with us right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a question yeah, about the pigeon for you guys. Mm. so you know peter lowell like after putting the teeth in you know is in the park and he's going around he catches a pigeon he brings it home and eats it i don't know if you guys are paying attention but i noticed on this watch particularly that he did not eat the whole pigeon and there's quite a bit of like at least half a pigeon in the trash the trail leads to the microwave and then back to him just like obviously retching because he just ate a fucking pigeon and he's a human so what I want to ask is, how much of the pigeon do you think he ate, and do you think he put in the microwave for a little bit? I have my own thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Whoa. <laughs> I know, it's a heavy We're question. We're really getting into the philosophical things right now. Yeah, Extreme, how do you yes. think he prepared this pigeon? Yes. There was no seasoning. That's without a doubt. No. Yeah. I don't think there's seasoning in that house anywhere. Uh, I think mine is like the most basic uh interpretation of it but i do think he tried to bite it try to suck it and he's like ew yucky disgusting puts in the microwave a little bit and he's like try to bite it again finds out that blood coagulates with the heat he's like well he chucks it in the bin yeah, in the yeah. Bin. that was my thought Honestly, exactly, yeah. yes mm-hmm. i'm glad we're all on the same page though that he did absolutely microwave that thing yeah yeah well i think he just like he he like tried it first and you know he's like oh this isn't great like maybe you know like if i put it in for like a little bit and it, it just still wasn't just good it a little. but he was trying yeah. he was trying really hard yeah he overcooked it a little bit yeah <laughs> he both he, overcooked uh, I mean, it and undercooked it a little bit yeah the center was definitely wrong uh, yeah um he didn't flip good... it you know <laughs> sometimes you gotta like you know 
do it a little bit in the microwave and then yeah. like rearrange it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but. You got to cook all those New York diseases out of it. Yep. For sure. Um, which was probably why he is the way he is at the end of the movie. Yeah, he got rabies. Oh, for sure. <laughs> when I literally, when I first watched this movie and I saw the bat fly in, I was like, oh, he's going to get rabies. And that's why he thinks he's a vampire. But then I'm not so sure. He might be. He gave a lot of people rabies in this movie, then. I mean, yeah. He definitely gave that one girl rabies if she had lived. She was dead as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What are we doing on time? We're doing great on time. Um, we, on this show, we, uh, we discuss whether or not he's a vampire, you know, and bring evidence to that. We'll do that later. But one of the facets of him being a vampire is that he has to have vampire powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we usually try and bring, like, a vampire power or two, we noticed. Did you right. guys notice him exhibiting any uh, unnatural abilities? Yeah. We're also uh, thinking this is, like, Twilight rules, so he's a daywalker, but he has, like, an yeah. individual just-to-him kind of power. Like, how Edward's yeah. fast and how, what's her name, Alice uh. can see the future. Yeah. I noticed one thing that I thought was weird was then when he was going into the club uh-huh. and being creepy and yeah. approaching that girl, that girl was not freaked out very yeah. much by him. So I thought he was like vampire charming, eyes blaring, yeah. fade away, yeah. whatever, blasting her. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe he is capable of using vampire glamour. Uh-huh. And then she got freaked out and was like, well. He's got a very mild glamour. I think Enough so. to get near yeah. someone. Yeah, yeah, like a small flashbang or something. <laughs> like when you like shine a flashlight in someone's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, those are those, that's a good that's a, those are good observations. I don't think I noticed anything new this week. Power um, wise. Yeah. He can he can go in the sun and not die. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's, he's that's very startled. Yeah, it's it startles him. It doesn't make him sparkle because that would make him too cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like every time it shows that scene where he sees like the sun up and it's like beautiful and like orange, and he's just like, "Oh fuck!" Like it really reminds me of the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where like mm. Bubba's like swinging the thing around, but it's like significantly like less cool than that for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, but it does make me think of that very strongly. Damn, I had not considered that, but now I am going to think about that and be like wishing I was wa- watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre instead. Yeah, slightly. Um, he also remind me of other things too, like Texas Chainsaw. Not Texas Chainsaw necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm not Texas Chainsaw pilled. Fair enough. Yet, but um, I did like feel like it gave, like we said, an American Psycho vibe. Yeah, yeah I got sure. a Martin the 1977 movie mm, yes, vibe because the Mm-hmm. And I got the Hunger vibe, which is the vampire movie with David Bowie in it. Mm-hmm. But mainly because wow. it's set in New York and there's a lot of scenes inside apart- apartments and hospitals. I need to watch that movie, The Me Hunger. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been on my list for a little bit. That's I remember uh, one of my teachers showed like the beginning of that movie in one of our classes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why. And I don't remember <laughs> what I was supposed to learn. David Bowie, a vampire, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. David Bowie serving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no other powers exhibited, do you think? Just uh, just um, the mild charm? Maybe slight strength, because he didn't really uh, look weak pushing mm. up and down the couch. Oh, yeah. Coffin. 
Yeah, I think I think mild super strength would. Yeah. That, he, like, that makes sense. Leapt onto that desk very easily. Yeah. Like, yeah. He like sucker punched that one bouncer and like the bouncer was like knocked out pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the yeah. That so, so not like Edward stopping a no. car, but yeah. like Edward stopping a, a children's man. scooter. Yeah, Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave with these ten dude. Oh my goodness! Oh no. Um, before we can talk too much about Dune, um, do you guys think he was a vampire? No. Why do you think that? Um, I think the way that the movie was being set up was shown to like have us see from his weird psychosis point of view of like weird mystery and like mm-hmm. seeing his like spiral yeah um and i feel like anytime we saw vampirism him display acts of vampirism mm-hmm. it was always a little silly and like yeah not fully there like we we're like missing something like he would reach his like when he was in his apartment freaking out and then the sun came out and he touched the light he like freaked out and reached his hand back, but then seconds later he just walked into the light anyway, mm-hmm. and like he forgot, like oh, you know, yeah. I forgot that the light is supposed to be bad for me. Like, yeah, he doesn't like, commit. No, he kind of always forgets to commit a little bit. <laughs> he seems to be like a vampire enthusiast. Uh, yeah. Like he wants to be a vampire so bad, like yeah. he really bad yeah. wants to be a vampire. Yeah. Um, yeah, and who doesn't, honestly? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, but I just don't think he's that type of girl. No. 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 All right, good answer. Did you have a standout? Uh, I think my standout was the like. Initially, it was every time he dipped into a psychosis, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Really. <laughs> I'm like, why is she here again? But then, um, I did enjoy the full psychosis scene where he started like talking to the fucking wall, oh, and yeah. thinking he's talking to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and saying whatever the fuck <laughs> he wants out in the New York streets yeah his psychiatrist setting him up with her other client you guys have both fucked up similar issues why don't i set (laughs) you two up (laughs) the most insane proposition yeah um yeah that's i have been growing to not like that scene really real uh yeah it's because like when the nightclub stuff happens and he's like roaming the streets that kind of signals the end of the movie for me. Mm. But then we're interrupted by this big long scene and I'm like, oh my God, we've still got this whole scene to go through. And then the movie ends. It is long. It is a long scene. And I liked it at first, but I'm starting to like it a little less. It has a weird thing where it's like three climaxes where I thought it was going to be the climax. Like I thought the club scene Mm -hmm. with her rejecting him was Mm -hmm. a climax. Also, he killed someone. Yeah. And I thought the psychosis scene, I was like, well, he lost it. and But then, like, it was finally when he uh, got staked by Emilio. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of bait you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the psychosis scene with the therapist is still one of my favorite scenes. I think mm. the juxtaposition of how fucked up and stupid he is in real life versus mm. how suave he thinks he is, like, in that, I think that next to each other is like so fucking hilarious and yeah. just it, 
you know, like the bare minimum that he needs to like have someone like like him. He's like, do you also think sushi's refreshing? You know, like oh my gosh, like wow. <laughs> and then like immediately after leaving, like he's already fighting with this imaginary woman that he's made like ideally for himself. Mm. Like the self destruction is just off the chain, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you can't keep can't keep anyone happy. Um. Yeah. Also, I like that yeah. he like bumps into a wall before he starts having that. Like he just like runs into. <laughs> it's like, a so good. Wall. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a lot of like things that will snap him in and out of his like uh, psychoses. Because yeah. like when Alva knocks on the door when she found the contract, he also like suddenly like comes to and starts hallucinating that the like russian guy and his wife are there yeah um and yeah he just like very very quickly comes in and out of mm-hmm. like whatever yeah because mm-hmm. i mean in that scene too the vampire lady was there yeah but he's he seems kind of unconscious for that because she's like feeding on him yeah oh yeah speaking of vampirism i think i have a a different take on if he's a vampire or not oh let's hear it yeah well i initially thought that he wasn't but then like i was like maybe it's kind of like a vampire spawn situation because mm. it didn't follow like the standard and it yeah. quotes vampire lore of um him needing to drink the other vampire's blood yeah to turn so i thought it was like a situation of he's never fully vampire he's just extremely weak yeah you're gonna like die. You're ugly. Two hundred dollars. That's not like called a thrall, right? Thrall or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's not a full blood vampire because she didn't make him one. Yeah, and he never really huh. grows fangs or anything. Yeah, that's but, why she's yeah. such a. She's like so like mean to him in the end. Mm-hmm. And he wants fangs so bad. He wants them so bad. <laughs> he can't afford the nice fiberglass ones. <laughs> That scene makes me laugh every time. I'm just like <laughs> buying plastic vampire teeth. What a chump. Um Uh I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the scene where he's shaving, like right after Rachel feeds on him for the first time, there's a tattoo on his back, on like his uh left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh so I'm sure that wasn't supposed to be there. For the filming, I'm I, Peter Lowe doesn't strike me as someone who would have a tattoo, but he does. It's on film. It's there. We see it. We see a glimpse of it. I think it's a tattoo Nicholas Cage in real life probably has. But I want you guys to tell me what kind of tattoo do you think Peter Lowe would get? Hmm. A bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's two for a bat, dude. <laughs> Yeah. What what makes you say that? Like I don't understand how you came to that conclusion. Uh I I feel like even before if if we're seeing like a tiny glimpse of like his life and mm-hmm. whatever however much time has passed, who knows. Yeah. Uh I feel like he really is obsessed with vampires and and this weird shit. Mm-hmm. If we're going by like the the idea that like he's not actually a vampire in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know, maybe he, I mean, and we literally, in that one scene, see him watching Nosferatu, like, yeah. um, and he's, like, he has the shrimp posture, like, <laughs> inches from the TV. Yeah. Um, so, it's, like, the most yeah, intense post-nut clarity you've ever seen. Genuinely, <laughs> yes. So, maybe he's just so obsessed with, like, the idea of being a vampire Chad. Yeah. That he's, like, 
I want to get this fucking bat tatted. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. I think, yeah, I think you and Matt are on the same wavelength then, because I think that's what you said too. It is. I have a theory about Peter. I think that Peter was an ex-goth failed poet and that he like had a rich Whoa. dad and he was trying his things and he was never accepted by his parents. I don't think his mom was in the picture and his dad was in publishing and he's like, you're never going to do mm-hmm. this with your stupid poems about vampires. And he's like, fuck you dad. I'm going to do it. You don't understand me. I'm a vampire. You know? <laughs> and then he tried his hand in it, like going the indie way and it just didn't work. And so he's just miserable. And his dad gave him this job. And so he's just taking out like his failed dreams on everyone else. I think that's his vibe. And I think Nosferatu is the only movie that he owns. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. The shoe fits. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any thoughts on that? Um, I don't think I wouldn't know. Like, I can say what kind of tattoo he has. Uh-huh. But I do like the idea, hearkening back to the Patrick Bateman and uh-huh. him being roommate situation, they could have had matching tattoos. Patrick oh. Bateman gets it surgically removed. <laughs> so, yeah. An irreparable friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I that begs the question: What kind of tattoo would they get? Maybe I like th- bone, where the fuck Patrick Bateman writes the crossword puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> bone, meat, blood. I think. I think Peter would get like a big Nosferatu one, and Patrick would get like a matching uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. They're just mm. big nerds for those. I forgot he was a Texas Chainsaw fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. Anyways, do you think do you think that Peter Lowe and Patrick Bateman ever explored each other's bodies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's totally possible. I think yeah. Matt may even be writing about that. I am. I am like, I haven't started fully, but like I've been thinking about the Patrick uh, Peter fanfic that I will read on the podcast in the future. Still yeah. Time. That Wattpad's gonna be crazy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I think Peter, you know, being the poet that I think he is, like, would be a little bit more in touch with his like sensitive side than Patrick would. Mm-hmm. And Peter would probably try something. And Patrick, being the homophobe that he is, was like very negative about it. That's probably what put them on their separate ways. It's not implied in American Psycho that Patrick Bateman is gay, is it? No, no he's really. like. What's the name of that guy that like tries to make a move on him in the bathroom? I forget. The one gay guy who's uh, like ginger. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and he's like, I Patrick, why name. here? You know, why now? And yeah. Patrick's just like so disgusted that he decides not to kill him anymore. Which I thought some, I feel like some people have read that as him like having like repressed gay feelings. Mm. Maybe. I don't think so, but mm-hmm. I do think he's... that there's a narcissism. Maybe it's just like mm-hmm. the misogyny is so intense yeah. that it becomes a little yeah. homosexual. Fair, yeah. Kind of ordeal. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That makes sense. Yeah. Because Patrick Lowe is also like wildly misogynistic. Oh, incredibly. Yeah. 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 He, his. Yeah, his re- this is a whole movie is just his relationship with women, uh, you know, self sabotaging himself. Pretty also, much. Like a thing I notice is that like all the women he like hates are women of color. Mm-hmm. He desires them, but he hates them. And then yeah. like his perfect ideal woman he has in his mind is like a white woman. 
the vampire. Oh yeah, yeah. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, yeah, Sharon. But even he hates her because then she starts asking him about like being a vampire. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and then he like, you know, calls her all kinds of horrible names and banishes her from his mind. <laughs> from, his, from his mind palace. Yeah. <laughs> his temple. His mind hole. Well, I guess what he really, Peter really needed was just, like, a gay vampire boyfriend to, like, you know, cultivate his interests the way that he's, his father never did. He's not over Patrick. He's not over Patrick. And he never will be. No. Patrick is, like, very much over him. He, like, does not oh, think yeah. about yeah. Peter whatsoever. Could you imagine the destruction that Patrick Bateman and Peter could cause if there are two vampires? <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah, wow. that would be something. Maybe that's what the fanfic's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> like two titans destroying cities. <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> and they kiss at the end. Yeah. Yes. I mean, vampires happen at, at the end of King Kong versus Godzilla? Not in the remake. Not in the cut I saw. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I saw the the TV version. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe in the widescreen one it happens. Maybe I dreamed it. Yeah. I thought they were having maybe like really like, graphic, unprotected sex at the end of Godzilla versus King Kong. See, I didn't that's watch what the I movie, thought. Mm. I saw some art yeah. on the Twitters afterwards, and I just kind of took that as fact. Perhaps they're not. It's pretty compelling. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, so we're almost out of time here. Um, so any closing thoughts about the movie before we wrap this up? Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, I, know it's, I mean, we didn't really talk about the spelling scene, but what, what is there to be said? Yeah. yeah, what is there to be said about it? I don't know. Really? said all, all the letters. He literally said, yeah, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, A, J, K, and then my favorite letter, Elemento. W, X, Y, Z. It's all you have to yeah. know. <laughs> uh, I think the only thought I had is that I liked Emilio's character mm-hmm. a lot. I love he was cute. Yeah. I liked Emilio. I still, despite us finding out that both Doctor Glazer's lover and Emilio are played by different guys, I still think that was supposed to be Emilio sleeping with Doctor Glazer. I think that's like sure. really a you think, Cassidy. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that because Cassidy was really trying to convince us all of this. I know. I had a feeling he was going to. He's been doing this since yeah. the beginning. But they are. <laughs> but none of us were buying it. They are just the, that now. scene happened, and then he was like, "Did you see that?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about?" I just, I, I really feel it. In my soul. Yeah, sure. I think they would be happy together. I think it's less likely that those two are the same than it is for Peter to be a vampire, if I'm being perfectly honest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Um, Well, anyway, thank you guys for being on the show. It was lovely having you. It will continue to be lovely having you in my home for a little bit. (laughs) Um, Is there anything... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is there anything you guys want to plug before we sign off uh sure I, I don't know i'm an artist and you can find me anywhere on social media at nava sketch that's about it check it out it's good stuff uh same with me i also do art stuff and you can find me at stina sloan on instagram and twitter hell yeah both talented artists you should follow them um and uh yeah that's been our show uh, I've been Cassidy. I've been Matt. I've been Jordan. I've been Stina. Who knows now? <laughs> <laughs>
Pepperisk has changed me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Dream of me, my angel.